Ladies and gentlemen, we are live, coming to you from the internet. Introducing first, with a professional record of a five-star rating, and the future winners of the Fight Pick Championship, Ricky Reed, Buddy Harlow, the MMA Marks Podcast. What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you doing? This is MMA Marks, two guys that love to mark out on all things MMA. I'm your host, Ricky. My co-host, as always, is Buddy. We got a lot of stuff to get done and not that long to get done in. So this week, we're going to talk about UFC 248 in Las Vegas, where Israel Adesanya took on Yoel Romero in a stalemate kind of match. And then we're going to move on to the UFC Fight Night 170, where Kevin Lee takes on Charles Oliveira. And then we're going to get into Fight Pick Championship stuff, some news and rumors, and pretty much whatever else we want to talk about. So, as it was, here we go. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Doing okay, man. Uh, you already know I'm super excited about the fights coming up this weekend you got one of my favorite fighters right now in the current currently in the ufc is charles Oliveira. um so i'm super excited about that uh the fight card over the weekend uh, it seemed like it was really good i did fall asleep through a few of the matches just because bad sleep patterns oh my god how did you miss those fights hey i'll tell you the one the one fight i woke up to and thank god for my boy kellis because somehow his like voice came through on my speaker <laughs> I like it, it's some weird thing just happened to where like the it connected to my speaker, but it woke me up and then I got just in time to see when they started coming out to the ring was the co-main event. Oh, that was a good which, fight to wake up to. It's definitely one of the best fights ever, you know. And a woman's fight at that, right, bud? Huh? Hey, but it, that Chinese. <laughs> The Chinese girl, she's she's pretty good, man. Oh my God, yes she is. She had Joanna looking like a fucking Klingon. It was crazy. Yeah. That was. A... I thought it reminded me of uh, Mark Hominy. Oh my God, yeah. With oh, with that softball on his head. Yeah. Holy. So that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, man. It was a good night of fights, though. Oh, it starting out was good. So. Uh, let's start from the bottom and we'll work our way up to UFC through UFC 248. Uh, starting with the first fight of the night where uh, Dahani Batgrel taking on uh, Guido Canetti. Um, did you see this fight? Yes, I did. But uh, really quick, honorable mention or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Whitmire did not make weight, and then there was, like, an injury or something, then he canceled the fight. You mean she? What did I say? He. But it's okay. I said, I said well, whatever. Um, and then the Bantamway fight, it was the Asian dude or whatever. I think he's Chinese. Uh, he just kind of came in and, like, fucked dude up, really. He, he looked a lot better. Which Which fight is this? The first fight at night, he came at... Oh, yeah, back row, back row, but, I mean, his striking it was start, on point. When I seen that, I was kind of thinking in my head, like, oh, shit, this is a, a 
a sign, man. The Asians coming through tonight. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I was getting a little nervous for uh, my 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 girl Joanna. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what about the next fight? Did you, did you see that one? Now this one, I thought we were gonna have another Houston card going through because Giga Chakadays, uh, I guess that's how you were going to call him. Chakadays. Uh, taking on uh, Jamal Emmers. Now I thought Emmers won that fight. I was pretty yeah. damn sure that Emmers won that fight. Yeah, so I feel Chickadee's got a win. Like that, that, that he robbed them, dude. It really did. It was, you it, know, and, it, it was sad. And, what were we saying? I said it was sad. It was really sad to see the judges mess up this guy. I mean, he was pretty much starting out and. Overall, the fight was kind of lackluster, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, uh, Giga did throw out some spinny shit, but Jamal was countering properly and outstriking him, and now we got this. Yeah, and grappled him a little bit. You know, overall, he outworked him. Yeah. I mean, I felt like Emers was winning, but they both didn't do that great, to be honest. Right. But uh, I... I don't really want to see Giga in a bigger fight. I, I think he needs to stay at this level until he can, you know, move up properly. I just don't see him... If he moves up in competition, he's going to get it handed to him. But he took the decision yeah. victory this time. Uh, the judges gave him a gift. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How about uh, the next fight? So, moving on... Yeah. It was a middleweight fight between Gerard Mearshart taking on uh, Deron Wynn. Now, I, I kind of figured this was going to happen because of the size difference was so so great. And uh, I didn't think he would get the submission the way he did. But uh, Gerard Mearshart takes him down and gets the submission. And he didn't even have the real naked choke. He, he had him in like a neck crank. And uh, yeah, had him on his jaw. So what was interesting about this fight was DC is commentating, and it's his teammate, somebody he's coached, and uh, it kind of got weird because you could tell DC got frustrated with his performance, and he even said when he as soon as he got his back and got the like neck crank in, he's like it's done, it's over. Like he knew there was he his his boy wasn't coming back, bro. Yeah, yeah, you could tell he gave up as soon as he got his back taken. You could tell he no, gave up. No, but up. I'm saying, like, I think that he, like, he was just, like, frustrated as fuck for his boy. Oh, yeah, DC was frustrated because Deron wasn't working. He was he was just swinging for defenses. And yeah, that, yeah. that's not how you how you would beat him. He had the, he had the uh, equation to beat him where he was using that straight right hand, straight right hand, and getting in and just piecing him up. I mean, if you look at Mearshart at the end of that fight, his whole left side was just tore up, man, from that jab and them, them straight rights. And, I mean, all day, all day, he just, he just uh, lost track. And uh, Mearshart was uh, just a better guy. Uh, he... He had the better reach, and he used it, and then he had the bigger gas tank, and you could tell. 
Yeah, and like his post-fight interview, he was kind of playful and cool. He just seems like an all-around cool guy. So, you know, I definitely look forward to seeing him fight again. I remember being hot on him before, but I kind of fell off, and now I guess I'm like back on it a little bit. I'm kind of still so-so on it. So I want to see probably one or two more fights before I'm sold on on uh, Mr. Mearshart. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying I think he's top ten right now or anything. Right. Uh, how about the next fight? Uh, it's another middleweight fight taking on uh, Hadolfo Fiera taking on uh, Spet, Spark Pets Savarov, the ugliest man on the planet. <laughs> yeah, and I was calling the other guy Mr. Hans or whatever, <laughs> and he's the one that got fucking his eye destroyed, bro. Oh, my God. What a lucky break for that dude that he got that takedown. Because if he didn't, if if uh, Hadolfo didn't get that takedown, I don't think he would have won the fight, and I think the fight would have got stopped pretty quick because that eye was leaking bad. I mean, no, he said he, he said he knew something broke or something, so he had, he took it and finished it as quickly as possible. Which he got the arm triangle, I believe. Yeah, is that what it was? Yes, sir. he got that very quickly and just finished him very quickly. As soon as, as soon as he felt like he was in trouble. Yep. So I mean, it, I mean, it was a good performance on on Hodolfo. Now Hodolfo Vieira is a gigantic world class jujitsu artist. I mean, he's past the point of champion. He is an artist. I mean, that guy has won championship after championship after championship. I think he's like seven time world champ. It, it's unreal on the pedigree and the technical prowess that Vieira holds and man is he he's gonna bring jiu-jitsu his jiu-jitsu game up moving forward in the 185 division i mean if he keeps this up if you if anybody wants to know how to do an uh an arm triangle perfectly from the mount watch that submission because he did that step by step absolutely perfect i mean he if you see him he he smothers the guy with his chest walks his hand around the head all the way on the mat like he was he was teaching somebody almost locks up that squeeze steps over step over to the same side and just squeezed perfect and that guy was tapping real quick and uh spetvok ain't he ain't no whore either i mean he's he's a sambo champion in his own right but man that squeeze was something else you could tell he is an ugly son of a bitch though i was right (laughs) hell yeah yes good lord no, but remember we were saying I was like, this motherfucker uh, gonna end up looking like he he got a makeover just because you heard me talking shit. <laughs> he look that bad. <laughs> Still looking nah, like but, a Bond uh, villain though. So I, so after this fight, I fucking passed out for okay. a couple fights. Okay, so Marco Madsen was the uh, uh, I believe he's Danish or yeah Danish. Yeah, and uh, he's a. So he takes he took on uh, Austin Hubbard. Now, Marco Madsen is an Olympian wrestler. I believe he's a gold medalist. I, I want to say he's either a gold medalist or silver medalist. But, man, the, gold. the suplex he put on Austin Hubbard was something out of WWE. I mean, he picked this dude up over his head and slammed him right on his shoulder blades. I mean, it was a perfect belly-to-back suplex. And dropped him right on his head and man you could just tell it was like wrestling 101 all day for this guy 
And uh, that's what he did. He Russell fucked him pretty much. Because if Austin Hubbard gets up into the standing and had some space, I don't think Marco Madsen would have picked up the decision victory like he did. Well, see, uh, I do know something about this because I've seen it on Twitter okay. or something where Mark Madsen was saying that a knee that landed on him, he knew he was really hurt, so he, like, that's when he, like, really wanted the second gear or something. And he was saying that, and then they went, they checked it, he broke his jaw in two places from a knee that landed. Oh, damn. So Mark Madsen had a broken jaw in two places and, and, and kept fighting. Hell, yeah. Hats off to him. But you could really tell, like, once... Once he started losing the striking game, he was like, oh, no. Nope, going back to wrestling. Like when yeah, he, when, like I said, he got his jaw broke, bro. Well, when, <laughs> when, he first, when he first came out and he was, he was standing with a guy, you kind of you could tell that, oh, he's been working on his stand-up. He, he wants to try it out. And he, you could see he had a crisp jab, like good footwork. He had a good sense of a mental where, where his feet needed to be. But uh, once he got clipped, he was like, nope, going back to wrestling. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and that's what he did. Yeah, uh, which he needs to he needs to do that, man. I mean, learn from Khabib. Stick to the game plan. Yeah. You know, I mean, use your strength. That's right. Fuck your faults and go straight for your strength. You know, make that to perfection. So uh, hats off to Marco Madsen. He moves moves up in the rankings, I guess, or close to being ranked. Um, and maybe he'll get a top ten guy next or something because yeah. he's got such credentials. Yeah. Um, so moving on to next fight, this was the main event of the prelims. Sean O'Malley taking on uh, Jose Alberto. Uh, how do you say his last name? Do you know? Uh, Quiznos. Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, we well, call known as or something. We call it's El Teco. Uh, El Teco, yeah. El Teco got handed his ass whipped. I mean, it got his got handed his ass whipped. Yeah, got his ass whipped handed to him or or something like that. Something in that way. I'll tell you what, man. It looked like it looked like a bully fight. It looked like a fifth grader fighting a first grader. I told you. I it, told you, bro. It was, it was brutal. I mean. Uh, I said he's ass. At one point, El Teco charged O'Malley. O'Malley grabbed him, threw him toward the cage, and kicked him in the head. I mean, it was like, it, it like I said, it looked like a fifth grader fighting a first grader. It was just uh, leap. Oh, Sean O'Malley. How much of school fight you watching? Sean O'Malley is leaps and bounds way better than that guy. They shouldn't even have fought each other. It, it was that is that much of a difference. That's what I was saying last week. Yeah, this was a definite, definite gift in the uh, matchmakers. Uh, yeah, looking, I'm hoping they give some Sean O'Malley some real, real competition moving forward, like uh, a top ten guy at the least, a top ten guy, maybe top seven. I'd say six, six or seven. Could you imagine him going up against any of the top ten of bantamweights? Yeah, I could. I can't. I definitely could, cause he doesn't even look like he tried. I mean, it was. It, you should go back and check it out because he didn't even look like he tried. Didn't even look like he tried even a little bit. And even after he knocked him out, it was like he just walked away. Like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't even worth my time. 
It was it was that bad. It was that bad. It was an actual uh, demolishment. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. So, Sean O'Malley, I hope you get some better competition. And Jose, get better. So who do you want him to fight next? You know, I, I don't know, man. Um, 135, I mean, there's... I mean, Faber would be cool to fight. Um, <laughs> I mean, because you need a name. And Faber would fucking kill that kid. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think so. so. I really think so. Mm-mm. I mean, who's who's uh? Do you know who number six is in in the uh, rankings? Let me see if we can pull it up quick. Google fight, right? <laughs> it don't matter. I mean, I, I'm pulling it up as we speak. You can uh, pull it up. All right, I'll try and get it, but you're faster than me. I'm faster. You're faster. All right, so numbers number six is Josie Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's number seven? Why do you want to give him such a high level, high thing? You think he's that good? I do. I do think he's that good. Who's number seven? He w- How about this? How about we go? We go a lot lower. Okay. 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 He he was scheduled to fight Cheeto Vera before, and he's number fourteen. Okay. And who's above him? Because Song Yadong. You think he gave a good pass Song Yadong? That's a good fight. I like that. That should be a good fight. Yeah, give him that, that guy. Dotson, Cody Stammen, Rob Font. I mean, all those guys I feel like would kill him. No, no way. You got Mm-mm. too much faith in O'Malley. He's a fucking nerd gamer, Twitch streamer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he keeps put performance on like he did the last last Saturday, I mean that whew, he's got a long now, good I'm lord. I'm actually dude. rooting for him. I mean, I was I was like hating to be ironic because that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see him fight uh, Song Yudong then. I just want him to climb slowly, man. I don't, want, I don't want them to push O'Malley too fast. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, let the let the man be highly above every opponent he's going against. Okay. To slow Basically burn. Basically, I'm saying, and we need to protect that man. <laughs> well, I think they, he I think they read you proud and clear, loud and clear on this one. And he smoked with Snoop Dogg before, too. Oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg is sponsoring him pretty much. <laughs> oh, Marley. Oh, Marley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so moving on, we got a, a welterweight fight where Alex Oliveira took on uh, Max Griffin. Now, uh, did you see any of this fight, or were you still out? You were still out. <coughs> yeah. So, Cowboy Oliveira comes in. And uh, splits open uh, Max Griffin pretty good. And blood is everywhere. I mean, it is everywhere. It's leaking on him. He looked almost uh, red because of how much blood Max Griffin leaked onto Oliveira. And uh, they were wrestling pretty good uh, because, you know, once he got cut, he didn't want to strike no more. But I think uh, Max was winning the the striking game, but um, he got cut. And you know, the more 
space you leave, the more times you're going to, you know, wind up uh, getting a fight stopped. Even though the doctor looked at it and it said it wasn't in his eyes or nothing, uh, it definitely... It was everywhere. It was, it was, it was everywhere. Um, so, in the last round, uh, they're wrestling and Max Griffin gets the better of the wrestling. So, this was a really close fight for me. But uh, I do think uh, the judges made the right call. Oliveira wins via decision. Yeah, and um, this is a case where the person I wanted to win won, but I thought Griffin was going to win just because I thought he was going to like outwork him. But sounds like Oliveira did what I would have loved to watch him do, and that's cut him open like he does. Yeah, and then uh, right after the did he have a, did he have a moment with uh, Cowboy? Yeah, right is that after, what you about to say? Yep, right after the fight. He walks over to uh, Cowboy Cerrone and uh, hands him one of the feathers out of his hat and puts it in his cowboy hat. And they shake hands over. It looked like Cowboy had his beard and shaking hands and, you know, mutual sign of respect. It was it was a nice boat, the Cowboys meeting each other or, or you know, sharing that, sharing they, that they, time. I'm sure they, they know each other. Before. Yeah, they fought. And but, Cowboy, well... Cerrone beat the fuck out of him and then choked him out. Oh. It was a very fucking good performance. Yeah. So, um, next fight is Neil Magny taking on Lee Jingling. Jingling, Jingling. <laughs> now, everybody that I've spoken to... <laughs> Neil Magny's coming off of what uh twenty month layoff pretty much, I think. Or from steroid abuse. He, or banned substance, whatever. He's a abuser. <laughs> so he paid his penance and now he's back and he did not slack off in uh in his time off. I'll tell you what, he he shored up a lot of holes in his game. Especially the clinch, uh, dirty boxing and the clinch kind of won him this fight. And he definitely improved a lot from where he was to where he is now. And if he keeps fighting this way, those um, re uh, weird resumes where he beat Kelvin Gastelum and he beat, um, who was the other guy that's really weird that he beat? Uh, Condent or no Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal, Carlos Condent. I mean, there's some other good names where you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's like Neil Magny beat all these people. Well, if he keeps fighting like this, he's definitely gonna. It's not gonna seem as weird. Um, but Li Jingling had all the power in this fight. Like he was trying to look for that knockout, and Neil Magny uh, craftily. Uh, creatively took him to the cage, clinched him up, and just outworked him there. And yeah. and that's what that's what got Neil Magny to win. Great job, Neil Magny. Uh, moving on. So, moving on, I think this was cl real close to the fight of the night, uh, but the co-main event did steal the show. But if the co-main event didn't, if we didn't have that co-main event, this would have been the best fight of the night. Benel Darius taking on... I went on, back and watched this one. Uh, Dakar Close, 
wow, what a fight. Holy shit. Back and forth the whole moment. And then when it came to in the second round, it seemed like Cloche was like, fuck it, let's just throw hands. And he went for it. And hats off to Close because he really did try his damnedest to knock this dude out. And he came real fucking close. But Dariush comes back and clips him and puts him out. I mean, and knocks him so hard, his mouthpiece comes out and you see his eyes just glaze over. And he was out cold with his eyes wide open. It was beautiful. Beautiful knockout. What it you was think? like a running combination, too. Mm-hmm. Because he was... He was, like, running when he was doing that shit. Yeah, he was definitely pushing forward, pushing them all the way across to the cage. They started at one end, and the combinations went all the way over to the other side of the cage. And he finally clipped him at the, the other side of the cage and knocked him into the cage, and he fell down. God, was that a, a beautiful, beautiful fight. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and they man. took pictures together after the fight and everything, and like they just seemed like they they had a great time. Yeah, yeah it was it was definitely definitely they deserve a bonus of some kind because they put on a hell of a show. I believe they got a bonus. Good, good, they deserve one. So moving on, this is the co-main event: uh, Zhang Wali taking on Joanna Jonchechek. This is for the strawweight women's title. And this fight did not disappoint. It over-delivered, if you ask me. One of the best fights I've ever seen in the women's division. Let alone pretty much one of the best fights I've seen all year. Um, these two women just put on a show and a clinic of attrition. And, and just technical striking from start to finish. And I thought... Uh, Zhang was going to gas out in the fourth and fifth. It seemed like she did gas out in like the ending part of the third and the fourth, definitely. But the fifth round, she turned it on like nobody's business. Good lord, she she was messing her up. What did you have to think about this fight, man? I think that you want to win. Really? Yeah. I mean, the way I I mean damage. Of course, she had a really bad fucking swelling on her head, but the way I was scoring it, yo, Joanna won. She was outlanding her and everything else. She was outlanding her in what way? Like, like three strikes to her fucking one type yeah, shit. Yeah, but if you land three jabs to one straight right cross that puts a knot on your head, I mean, come on. You can hit me like three times, and if I hit you once and you get seriously hurt by it, I'm winning the fight, not you. I don't know. I want to rewatch that fight. I, I would love to rewatch that fight. That fight was fucking awesome. It had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was great. I, I did give round four to Joanna, and I think I gave round two to Joanna, but one, three, and five were... Were uh, Zhang, and that's why she won. And well, the, and the damage was humble in defeat. Surprisingly, right? Like holy She's shit! Growing. Wow, man! Not just her bra size, <laughs> but she, you know, she's she's becoming a better person, a better fighter. Yeah, definitely. It, it, 
the professionalism was on one point and uh, uh, one point for her tonight and or Saturday night. And man, I know Zhang is probably blowing up in China. She's got to have like I think she was the most trended thing in China this this week. Is like over a billion hits on on her social media or whatnot. This was like gonna be crazy. She's gonna be the, the like the next Chinese John Cena. Hey, good for her though, because she is like got a, like a super cute personality when it comes to what she does. If you ever just like see any of her clips, it's like super funny. Yeah, and she's learning English too, which is gonna be good. So, did you see when she was trying to get um? Israel Adesanya's attention. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Hello, hello, hello. hi, hi, hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then at the weigh-ins, when she was uh, standing eye to eye to Joanna, and Joanna's talking all that shit, and and we all know that she can't understand her because she doesn't speak English, and she just looks at her and goes, "Shut up." <laughs> and everybody, yeah, shut, shut up. <laughs> And everybody starts laughing. Um, it was good. You know what that reminds me of? What? The movie Road Trip. <laughs> <laughs> what? When, when they're getting a bus from the blind school or whatever. Yeah. The school bus. Yeah. And, and he's like doing the blind woman, and then the blind woman just slowly puts her middle finger up and points <laughs> it at the guy. Because yeah, he's like he's like waving his hands in front of this blind lady, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, is he really blind? Is she really blind?" And she just sticks the finger up to him. That's great. Yeah, I do remember that. That was a good movie. That's the type. That's the type of comeback it felt like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh man! And to top it out, uh, the main event of the evening: Israel Adesanya taking on Yoel Romero. Um, do you want to unpack this, or do you want to go over this pretty quickly? How do you want to do this? Well, let's just let's just start off by saying I probably have a way different opinion than most people in this fight. Oh, really? Okay. What do you got? I I like to hear that. Okay, look, look. It wasn't that bad. I don't mind fights like this, but if it was that little of action, it needed to be a lot more rounds. the The fact that it was so it was only five rounds, they needed to put more action in it. But I get what they were doing. Yeah, neither one of them wanted to commit to anything because both. Yoel being an explosive fighter, he's waiting for Israel to commit to something. And Israel being a counter-striker, he's waiting on Yoel to commit to something. And neither one of them was going to try and do that. But Yeah, but, but one is trying to get a title. The other is just defending. Correct. And that's, where, that's why Israel won. And I don't have any problem with the way in which he, he didn't. Because he has more to lose than Yoel... And UL should have been fighting like it's his last chance to get a title because I think it was. They both put the blame on on the other one, but like really, they are both to blame. Oh, Because even even though you're champ, you could have came out there and did some shit. And by the way, motherfucker, you talked me into putting fucking uh, fourth round knockout or some shit. I wanted decision, <laughs> you motherfucker, dude. <laughs> you do have decision. As uh, as on our on our paper here for the podcast, you did say Israel decision, <laughs> but I did talk you into the fourth round KO, and I liked it. I'm glad I did. <laughs> Fuck you, man! I only got five <laughs> points that night. Yes, 
Fuck you Victor, and your points. 10. I don't Fuck care. You. I don't care. I got more than you, and that's what I needed to do. I got more than you. Did I get more than Alpha? Did I get more than Cheney? That's that's my competition. Well, we'll, we'll get to the points, but let's um, let's talk about where we think the what's going to happen next with these two guys. So Israel Adesanya has already got a new opponent. It's the lipstick wearing Ricky Martin lookalike motherfucker Paula Costa. Was he wearing lipstick? He looked like he was wearing lipstick to me, man. He looked kind of fat and weird, like a chubby. Yeah, he definitely. You know, it's his. It's his. Uh, it's his bulking season. You know, it, he's cycling off the steroids so he can fight Israel. I definitely think uh, that's going to be a hell of a fucking fight because Paula Costa is dumb enough to keep coming forward with with striking. Yeah. So what do you think Yoel Romero has next, man? Move up to 205. 205? Who would you like him to face at 205? Anything? I don't know. I thought the way you said it, like you had somebody in mind. I mean, (laughs) there's some big-ass dudes at 205, man. But I don't think... I don't think there's much left for him in this division. And I think moving up would help him hit his 10-year goal because he wants to fight for 10 more years. Yes, but don't have to cut so much, man. I mean, give him somebody like uh, like a new up-and-comer. Make him beat, like, see, or make him fight a gatekeeper. Yeah. You know, make him fight, um, who's a good gatekeeper in light heavyweight? Glover Teixeira. Yeah. Somebody like that. Yeah. Well, Glover's... St- no, Glover's top right now, actually. What, I about, mean, I mean, what about Ponzinibbio? No, that's... That, Ponzinibbio's welterweight, bro. Is he a welterweight for real? Holy shit, I thought he was... I thought he was 205. <laughs> you going nuts, bro. <laughs> I mean, you got Johnny uh, Walker. Johnny Walker. I mean, depending on how he wins this fight. And, uh... Yeah, I'd like to see him move up to 205, though. That would be good for you, well. And it would keep him... It would it would freshen things up, freshen opponent, fresh up opponents, and uh, let him age gracefully. I mean, he's already he's already looks like he doesn't age anyway. Um, but ten more years is a big big ask to fight till you're fifty two. I mean, that's that's a hell of a fucking. I I get that he is a like a, a fan goal. favorite, right? You know what I mean. But all his fights are weird, though, man. They always end weird. It's either he feels like he got robbed, or he didn't do. He just did the bare minimum. It's never. It's either a squash match or he gets robbed. Yeah, but what I was trying to say was like, he's he's like a fan favorite. Everybody loves him. They act like he does no wrong, but he really act like a fucking bitch, in my opinion, after the fight. Yeah, did you hear the racist comment he said? No. <laughs> so he's in a press conference, and he looks over at the interpreter, and he says something in Spanish, and the interpreter looked at him like, you really want me to say that? Are you fucking serious? Really? He said, go ahead, say it. Say it. Say it. Tell him. Tell him. And uh, he said that um, Israel Adesanya's ancestors were good runners, and he should have definitely prepared for that 
he he overcompensated. He should have uh, prepared <laughs> better because that's that's not racist, though. I don't think to say to say Nigerians are good runners, like his ancestors. That was taking a jab at at that. That's what that was, and that's what <laughs> maybe maybe it's. Maybe I'm racist then, because I don't feel like that's racist. Well, you know you are racist. Because, like, that's like saying, uh, if somebody came from Jamaica, we know they're good at bobsledding. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a movie reference. That's totally different than they t- cutting out on a man's heritage like that. I mean, and the way, if you look back, if you find the video of the press conference and the way the interpreter looked at him, because the interpreter is a white guy with a big old beard. And he looked at him like, really? You really want me to say this? And he and you all looks at him like, go ahead, say it. Say it. I, I'm telling you to say it. It's like, okay. And he like half-heartedly says it. It, it. it was cringy. It was very cringy. And both of them saying that the other one um, wasn't fighting or wasn't pushing the pace. Neither one of the guys were pushing the pace. And I understand the why. The one I needed to push the pace was Yoel. Yeah. But he came at it... Uh, he can't, he actually he did something in here that I really liked where he did not bite on any of the feints that Israel threw. He standed there like a statue and then as soon as Israel came in, he knocked him for a loop. He hit him with a good shot in the first and a good shot in the third, I think. But um yeah, he definitely didn't bite on any of the feints and that threw Israel off completely. It was a very weird rhythm of fighting like it it just did not it did not look like a normal fight it was very weird no that's what i'm saying i was enjoying it because it was like it was different it was uh it felt very mental you know and and like i i, I was like really in, like into it it's just i wish it was i wish it would have went on longer because it was so little action it could have went on a lot longer or or i wish these guys would have realized they need to have a more of a sense of urgency yeah. Because because they don't have all fucking day. Right. Well, you well to me it wasn't bad to watch. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it wasn't the most exciting fight, but I was into it, dude. Right. I there's been like very boring matches that I can't watch, but that one I was like still drawn in the whole time. Yeah. Wow. So UFC 248 was a very very decent pay-per-view with some damn good finishes and damn good fights with the co-main event and uh the Darius uh Klaus fight uh the Kennedy knockout the jingling fight with uh Neil Magny was great I mean overall yeah I give us I give this card a pretty good score probably like a, a a high C low B score it was definitely good um all right so we're gonna take a break Okay, bud, coming back, man. We're back. What's up? What's up? Uh, so, buddy, what did you give this card, UFC 248? A B. A B? <laughs> <laughs> A solid it B. Was, it, was, it, 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 it was good. It wasn't great, but it definitely didn't, you know, disappoint. Right. And you know, some of the things I wanted to happen did happen, so, you know, that paid off, too. Yeah. Um, so two, two other things happened in this fight or in this fight card. 
John Jones, Alexander Gustafson won UFC 165. That fight between those two gentlemen, or fuck John Jones, that one gentleman gets into the fight uh, fight wing of the Hall of Fame in the UFC. What did you think about that? It's deserving, I guess. It's deserving, you think so? It, it's, it's no Dan Henderson versus Shogun. Right. But, I mean... We do it's a very controversial match. We've watched it plenty of times. Yeah, we. I will say. I was gonna get ready to say we watched that fight more than once. So, yeah. I mean, we watched Shogun and Henderson more than once, and we definitely watched uh, Sanchez Guido more than once. So, I mean, those type of fights definitely deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, even even if it's fucking John Jones. <laughs> um. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to talk about? Well, you you personally said there was two things that happened there. So let's hear the second one. Well, I don't want to I don't want to steal anything that that you think. You ain't got to steal nothing from me. Go ahead, you tell us. All right. So fucking Brian Ortega <laughs> fucking slapping Jay Park, a Korean pop star. I think he's a rapper. Yeah, but he's I mean, what the hell? Why are you slapping somebody in the middle of a UFC event? And what makes it a little bad was he waited until Korean Zombie wasn't around to come up to Jay Park and slap him. I mean, yeah, that's some so, that's some bullshit. That's some bitch shit right there, yo. So they can say all they want. I'm still always going to be Team Korean Zombie with this shit. Um, first of all. You waited until dude went to the bathroom. That's a bitch move. Second of all, he's not even a fucking fighter, and you and you're a fighter. That's a fucking bitch move. That's like a man slapping a child. And that's what Korean Zombie even said at one point. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you're a trained fighter. He's not. What the fuck you thinking? And it was over some shit. Like I don't even like everybody's like, oh well, he shouldn't have been talking shit. I don't give a fuck if he said Brian Ortega is a piece of shit. You know what I mean? It's like if he wants to be a respectable UFC fighter and and anti bullying and everything. Mm-hmm. By the way, he runs the campaigns for that. Yeah, what the fuck? That that's what so, threw me for you know a I mean? big old loop, dude. And then he in whatever, dude. Like to me, you're a bitch, and you're go- and zombies fucking on your ass now, bro. You're dead. I mean. I could see. I I hope this wasn't just to sell, to sell a fight, because that's a that's a bitch move. Like for all the reasons you just said, that's a bitch move. But the other reason that I read what zombie or not what zombie I read what zombie said, but I also read what um, Brian Ortega said, and he was saying something to the effect that uh, Jay Park was over in Korea uh, talking. Smack, uh, feeding Korean zombie lines to sell the fight. And so when Korean zombie and Brian Ortega met up, uh, Korean zombie said, Hey, I'm sorry. You know, we're just trying to sell the fight. Uh, I'm not really like that. You know, it, it, it is what it is. I'm respectful. I, you know, this is all to sell the fight. And he was like, Oh, so you're not the one saying it. It's this guy. Oh, it's, Oh, it's Jay Park who's saying it. Okay. 
and then he had a knee injury. So, so you go over to Korea, you get, you get shit talked on you, you find out who it was, you get a knee injury, then you wait and wait and wait and wait, like, months later, then come to a Vegas fight, you see Jay Park, and then you wait until Korean Zombie leaves, and then approach him? That's, that's what, that's some bitch shit, I mean... That's some straight up bitch shit, and you and you know I like Brian Ortega a lot, but fuck him, dude. Straight up, fuck him. He 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 lost me on this one, dude. Lost me. I, I, I talked to some people that actually thought it was funny, and it was like, yo, he shouldn't have been talking shit. It's like, yo, you're a fucking fool. You're a whole ass fucking fool for saying some shit like that. No, no. Granted, Jay Park shouldn't have been talking shit because he ain't got no right to. If if you're gonna talk shit to somebody, say say it directly to them, but. On the other hand, Brian Ortega shouldn't have waited six, seven months later to to come at dude. He shouldn't have. What he should have did was handle that shit in Korea like a fucking man, or or walk up to him as soon as you've seen him, not not wait until his his uh, UFC fighter counterpart walks away. You don't wait until a man's alone to come up to him. You come up to him whenever. I mean, granted, if it's like ten on one, that's a different story. But I mean, come on. Be a man. You yeah. got you got an entourage there, so I'm sure you do. And 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 to sl- and the, to to top it off, you're in a professional setting because that's your place of work. Even though you're not involved in that pay per view, that's still your place of work. Did you read Zombie's response? I did. I did. What did say? I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Okay. But like the part that was pretty good was like. Uh, he said, if you fucking plan this to fight me and to use my name because people don't remember your name anymore, then I congratulate you. It worked. I will fight you and I will knock you out and your fucking face will be bloody. Now your now your fucking face stays in my mind and I will fuck you up in the cage. I hope you won't run away from me again. Mm, mm, mm. Good. Like, bro, he is on some fucking crazy shit. And did you see uh, what Zombie posted recently? No. What did he say? What did he post? So on a on a Brian Ortega thing, Korean this is Korean Zombie's post, but he he screenshotted a Brian Ortega's comment, and uh, then I mean it's comment and Henry Gracie commented and said. Slapping a translator makes you a bully. Slapping an instigator makes you bullyproof. So zombie screenshotted this, and as and then he made a long fucking post. But he basically is like calling out Hannah Gracie, saying that I thought that somebody acting like Ortega, I thought you being, you know, I thought you would discipline him for acting childish. And then like at the very end, he well, he, I'll just give you the last paragraph. He said, I truly thought that you would scold Ortega for his childish behavior because he should have never hit a civilian. I am deeply disappointed in you. Hashtag zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you got to read the whole thing, dude. Oh, and, like, man. Posts, you gotta... The thing is, it's like he tells a story. He's like, 
He's like, dude, when you came to Korea and had a seminar, I was there. And then he, it's like a picture. He posted a picture of him because you know you can slide pictures on Instagram. Yeah. So if you slide over, it's a picture of Korean Zombie and and Hannah Gracie too. Right. So he's so he's like he's like this is like beyond like some fucking we're selling a fight, bro. Because he's attacking like his whole fucking fight heritage. <laughs> well, I mean, and this this is also if I was Hannah, I'd be pretty pissed off at Brian Ortega. But he, that's exactly what fucking zombie saying. Like, oh, now you're backing your fucking boy, even though he's acting out like a little fucking bitch. But I mean, uh, looking at it at a as a business standpoint, you can't have somebody even promote remotely perceived as a bully, and and expect that as you're going through and promoting this bully proof mentality. I mean, Jay Park and and Brian Ortega are. are it's it's night and day. I mean, like you said, it's like a man slapping a child. It's he's the number two fighter in like the world. Said. Yeah, he's like the number two fighter in the world. What the fuck? And Jay yeah. Park, Jay Park shouldn't have any fear of retaliation. I mean, a, a physical reta- retaliation. I get it. If you want to talk shit back and forth, that's cool. Talk shit all day long, as long as it doesn't get physical. Because, like Zombie said, he's a civilian. You don't. You don't. You don't slap somebody like that, man. Not unless they're yeah, trying but- to do harm to you. And and Jay Park wasn't trying to do harm. He was just talking shit. I mean, you gotta let that shit slide, dude. That this ro- this robbery is about to be fucking lit, bro. It ain't gonna be much of a robbery because let's be let's be real. Brian Ortega likes to get hit. He doesn't block very well, and Korean Zombie can take a punch. I'm talking about the the robbery because now dudes attacking the Gracies and shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, what I mean, like this is getting deep, bro. It is getting this a little getting deep, deep, little deep. Dude attacked the translator. Dude attacked this fucking whole fucking shit. You know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be wild. I mean, and a lot of people are gonna be on Korean Zombie side on this one. I mean, I, I, dude, a lot of people just love Brian Ortega, which I've never been an Ortega fan, and you know that. I have been an Ortega fan, and that that's what that's what pisses me off about this whole thing. It's because I am an Ortega fan, and I expected more from this dude. Ten years ago today, Brian Ortega was given a decision. <laughs> did and you he chose to slap that translator. <laughs> did, did you read the comments of that? No. Oh, man, that shit was funny. It was like, <laughs> um, he goes, when Korean Zombie goes to the bathroom, Brian Ortega was given a choice. <laughs> slap the translator or stay seated. <laughs> He chose to slap the translator. It was it was good shit. Yeah, but I've I've always been fucking t- team Korean Zombie. You know that shit. And when he were scheduled to fight the first time, I was Korean Zombie all the way. I think I'm gonna jump on the zombie train now, man. Cause uh, especially for this Ortega fight, cause Ortega lost me on this one, man. You don't you don't do that. Especially I could see if he started shit with you at the event. Or he started shit with you the the fight week, but not not just that long ago talking shit. And he didn't even talk shit to you directly. He talked shit through Korean Zombie. Like, dude, that's that's some that's some uh, fourth person. I don't give a fuck shit. I mean, here's so, here's two major points I want to make though. What's that? Okay, um, it's just an overhand slap, so big deal. But mm. at the same time, it's like if you're trying to bitch the man by slapping him, 
a fighter should not hit somebody that doesn't even train. Unless dude tries to hit him first. Then you give him a smack. You know what I mean? Right. And, and then, then if he if he attempted to hit him first, then he gives him a quick little smack like like you my bitch, shut the fuck up, back down. Right. Or I'm gonna actually start using my fist or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, at least I will say that that is the good thing about Ortega. He didn't punch him. I mean, so he didn't go real hard with it. He just just slapped the guy. He he don't want zombie to whip his ass. That's why. <laughs> yeah, zombies. Zombie's definitely gonna get give him give him out. Zombie, help. zombie. <laughs> you know he's coming. Yeah, it's coming. So uh, you want me to go over the the fight picks? Uh, I mean, uh, go over the top three guys. Yeah, let's go over the fight pick championship, man. What happened with that? I know a lot of people did not do well, especially me and you. Uh, and we have uh, a new top guy this week as far as uh during the week we had you know somebody come up to the top i think um yeah so me and ricky placed dead last uh i made five points and ricky made 10 points 10 points now we're we're gonna go over the top three real quick we got my man backlog on fucking believable He's the king. You got to bow down to backlog. <laughs> he got 50 points. So nobody really scored very high. He must have flipped a coin. <laughs> uh, you got and check out all his all his shit, man. He's, he's been doing his thing. He's been kind of busy, but he's been putting out some funny uh, Instagram posts. So check him out at backlog time on Instagram. Um, you got World Winning Federation and Darsh Smokes. They uh, tie for second. With 40 points. World Winning Federation, a.k.a. Alpha. You can find him on twitch.tv slash World Winning Federation. He's super cool, Apex fucking streamer. He's got a funny, you know, he'll talk to you, be funny with you, and joke around with you. He's super cool. Dar Smokes, he's got Razor Maplata Soup. He's uh, got a super cool podcast. Make sure you check it out. Spotify, all that jazz. And third place, she just had to do it. She can't stay out of the top three right now, man. Chaney, Lat B. Jesus, man, what the fuck? Lat B MMA, you find them on YouTube, Spotify, all that shit. Good lord. Um, Good lord. But, yeah, third place is 35, so you know what I mean? Like, nobody scored that high. No. And... Let's see the leaderboard for overalls. Yeah, what's what's the overalls? No one really changed. Uh, Alpha's still in first. Cheney in second. You're in third. Emmanuel did pass. I mean, well, Emmanuel was in fifth place, tied with Juice. But now he's just in fifth place by himself, and Juice is just under him. What did Juice wind up getting? Where's Juice at? Fight with myself podcast. Juice, he got uh, for the week. He got 15 points. 15 points. Oh, that's not too bad. Better yeah. than me. Man. Yeah, it was a, it, it, we all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't didn't come out the way we wanted to, I'll tell you that. They were making fun of me over my house. They were saying, oh, we'll just pick opposite of you because all your fucking picks are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, it. It was bad. You got any other uh, news out there that you heard about how, something shit happened to him? 
Um, no, nothing really. I, I'm, yeah, nothing, nothing new. Nothing that I've seen that like uh, caught my attention really. What about the uh, press conference for? Uh, did you watch that for Tony versus Khabib? I seen highlights. I did not see the whole thing. What did you think about it? Uh, Tony's being Tony and Khabib being Khabib. So I think Khabib's a little more angry than I'd like him to be, which is strange. Um, Khabib kicking Tony's belt off the stage uh, was a little weird, and then calling him an old man and. And that really pissed off Tony. I mean, I guess calling Tony an old man is a button for him because he got real upset real fucking quick, too. It was funny. Well, he seemed like he was just ready to go anyway the whole time. He had gloves on and shit. He's on edge, man. And what's up with the baseball, dude? He's carrying a baseball around everywhere he goes. They say they, they do all different types of movements to make him extra strong in different types of angles and shit. And the baseball, like, is throwing a baseball, and then you you, you equivalent that to a certain type of strike. Mm, okay, maybe the elbows. Yeah, champ shit only, bro. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it seems like almost like a weird mentality between the two. Kind yeah. of confused. Yeah, I I just hope the fight happens. <laughs> I yeah, because there's also a lot of talk where a lot of things are getting shut down because of coronavirus, and New York is being, like, a state of emergency or something. No, oh, Jesus. I'm not really sure if that's true. I've just I've seen, like, shit float around, and, like, people are saying that there's no plan put in place for UFC, and they're still trying to go on with it. Good, good. I hope I hope it all goes through. Yeah, um... <laughs> because I don't think they would try to book this fight for a sixth time. <laughs> I mean... This fight needs to have fucking happen, dude. Yeah. It just needs to happen. Yeah. Even if even if, they get, even if the event gets canceled, they need to just have them meet up in a hotel or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, nobody fuck. around. Empty arena fight. Uh, as long as it's just closed circuit, pay-per-view, and it's just them fighting. I don't care. Just go. See what happens. Yeah, um, yeah, other than that, you know, you know, uh, oh, they did put, uh, Iwan Kutalaba taking on, um, oh, yeah, that fight, who is he, who is it, Kutalaba taking on, uh, Enclave, 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 uh, that's gonna be on that April 18th fight as well, so, yeah, can't wait for that, they better get extra security, um, so I guess it's we'll fucking nuts, man. Yeah, man. I guess we'll move on to the UFC 170 fight, fight night 170. Uh, Fuck yeah, dude! Kevin Lee taking on Charles Oliveira. We'll start at the bottom, man. So we okay. we got uh, Veronica Ma- uh, Macedo taking on B uh, Malecki. Who do you got? This is a female. I went, ba- I went back and forth with this. Um, I think that they're both pretty good then you know nothing great but i'm gonna go with b malecki the bad news barbie uh she's gonna do first round reader naked choke shut up you're crazy it could happen dude it certainly can and i mean she is undefeated but she's only got three wins where Macedo yeah. has six wins 
and she has, three she has losses. Triple the amount of fights. Yeah, and three losses. So I, I'm taking Macedo on experience. I uh, got her winning via decision. Fucking safe choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what round submission? Which round? First, First round? round rear naked choke. Okay. I'll say it a hundred times, bitch. I I can count. Let's go. No, I'm not really going to say it a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> All right, move it on. We got a flyweight fight. Uh, Bruno Silva taking on David uh, Dvorka. I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. Dvorak. Dvorak. Is that Dvorak. I think so. Okay. Whenever you want to start taking over, saying these names, you're more than welcome to. Well, I'm not a fucking idiot. So I'm probably probably, going to get it worse than you. What am I talking about? So for me, I'm I'm taking Bruno Silva on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say third round knockout. Oh, you got faith in the little guys, eh? Yeah, yeah. I want I want to I like the knockouts in the little guys. Okay, well, it doesn't I'm happen too with, often. I'm going with Killer Kraust with a first round TKO, aka Dvorak. Dvorak. What? Killer Kraust, I think that's how his nickname is said. You said first round TKO? This is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on, then. We got the women's flyweight division. Mayor, Mara, I guess. Mara, we know. Bueno Silva taking on uh, uh, Morena Moroz. Again, I'm sorry for the names, man. I, you, but if you listen to this podcast, you know I fucking suck at names. So, uh. Who do you got? Uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I lost you, didn't I? Hold on. So I went with Shitara Silva by decision. Okay, Bueno Silva five and zero. Oh. She, her 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 nickname is Shitara. Shitara. Okay, I went. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Silva is five and zero. Oh. And uh, Moroz is nine and three, so I went with the more experienced fighter via decision, Moroz. And you're saying Silva, how how's she gonna win? Decision. Decision. Okay. All right. What a hell of a fucking fight. All right. Moving on, we got uh, Hani Yahanya taking on <laughs> Enrique Barzola. Who you got? I got Barzola winning uh, by decision. Barzola decision. This uh, this felt like a toss up to me. I kind of went off of the momentum of the two, which neither one really has much. <laughs> right. When it comes to their like their win streaks or anything, so it's like eh, I'll just give it to Barzola decision. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Barzola as well, but I'm gonna give him second round submission. I think uh, this is going to be a Russell Fuck fight, and uh, he's going to take him down and choke him out. So, what's Russell Fuck fight? Is that when you either have to wrestle, fuck, or fight? Well, I think that ha- <laughs> <laughs> I think that Hani's going to want to want to strike, and uh, Russell is going to want to wrestle, and he's just going to um, impose his will on him, 
and wrestle him and choke him out. Mm. So uh, you want to go and say the next one? Yeah, I will. Because I am scared of these names. Elijah Zaleski Dos Santos, a.k.a. Capoeira, uh, versus Alexi Kunchenko. Alexi (laughs) Kunchenko. Kunchenko. Alexi Kunchenko, okay. So uh, this is a welterweight fight where uh, Dos Santos is 21-6 and and uh, Kunchenko is 20-1. and So uh, who do you got on this one? Dos Santos first-round knockout, bitch. Santos first-round KO, okay. I like the energy on that one. I'm going to say Kunchenko decision. That's how I'm going to view this one. Because uh, I don't know either one of these fights, and I took the easier name to say. <laughs> That's how I totally based this off of. and uh, Whatever. Yeah. That's cool. I know who Zaleski is, a.k.a. Capoeira. So, he does the Capoeira and shit, you know. <laughs> As he um, waves his hands in the air. <laughs> next up, we got... My girlfriend, Psych. <laughs> oh, you give it time. Uh, give it time. She'll come around. Yeah, you just trying to make it happen. We got Amanda Hebus versus Rhonda Marcos. Randa. Rhonda, Randa. I can say it out of the fuck I want, bro. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Hebus, I know that you are you're you can't not go with your girl. So okay. I know you're going with Hebus. And Marcos has been very slow lately. And Hebus has been on a tear with submissions. So I'm going to say um, Amanda Hebus take, uh, takes it third round submission. See, I wasn't sure if I want to do submission or KO. Oh, shit. Okay. What do you got? Since you're doing submission. Yeah. I might have to do a KO. Okay. What round? First round, bitch. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Go ahead. Catch that bitch. All right, and that's the co-main event of the prelims. So <laughs> I guess if you wanna if you wanna talk it up that much, yeah, sure. It is. I mean, that's what the it co-main is. Co-main event of the prelims. <laughs> All right. So moving on, we got the main event of the prelims, where Sushio Formiga taking on Brandon Moreno. Uh, I mean, who do you got? So I like that. I like Moreno, a.k.a. Assassin Baby, but Formiga, I think the style, it's just going to, Formiga, Formiga's going to do what he always does. He's going to get on, he's going to get on Moreno's back and just stay there. And I think he's just going to get the decision win, Formiga. Yeah. Decision I win, I might Formiga. try to see Moreno beat the fuck out of Formiga, but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Um, Yeah, Formiga, I, I think Formiga's going to win, too. And I do think he's going to um, grapple him to death. But I think he's going to win by strikes in the second round. I think he's going to grapple him down and um, ground and pound him. So I got I got Formiga winning second round TKO. Yeah. I mean, my, maybe. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I love your confidence in me. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure there's a pretty big size discrepancy here. Where Moreno's a lot bigger. Really? I gotta look that up. Hold on. Let me see. So, 
Nope, not really. Uh, Moreno is five foot six, and Formiga is five foot four. Yeah, but there's. I mean, he's got like, a sixty-seven like size-wise, dude. Like muscular-wise. Like bone structure. Oh. You know, like somebody can be wider and just a bigger person. Yeah. Even if they're not taller. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh shit. All right, all right. Let's move on to the main event of this evening and the start of the Fight Pick Championship picks. So we got Francisco Trinaldo taking on John McDessey. <laughs> you and your fucking Snapchat shit. So, yeah, uh, I think this fight is pretty interesting. Um it it's kind of hard to figure out which which one I wanted to choose. I like Trinaldo, but I like McDessie. How do you say that? McDessie. Yeah, McDessie. I like McDessie a lot. Um, Trinaldo is also good, and I think he, I think he's gonna end up getting a decision, especially because it's you know in Brazil. So I think it's gonna be a close fight where Trinaldo edges him out. Basically, a little hometown advantage. Okay, I see that. Trinaldo decision. I'll see your Trinaldo decision, and I'm taking McDessey to beat up the old man in his hometown. And I'm saying third round TKO. Alright, good shit, man. <laughs> that is so fucking nasty on so many levels. <laughs> He's got his face... In the middle of uh, an orangutan's chest. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. But anyway, um, <laughs> All right, where so, were we? So, so, next fight. Next fight is a 205 fight, a light heavyweight fight where Johnny Walker, trying to get back to his winning ways, is taking on Nikita Kraloff. Now, I think this is kind of a gimme fight. Uh,. It's as low as as he could possibly go without looking stupid, taking on Nikita Krolov. What do you think? Yeah, I I'm going with Walker first on knockout. I think that they just want him to keep his start, you know, keep rising up. I think that the Corey Anderson was a setback, but it, we everybody likes a comeback story. Yeah, so I this agree. Is, this is this is the beginning of his comeback. Yeah, this is a matchmaker setup. He should be winning first round KO. That's what I got. Um, now, so good luck to Johnny Walker, and I hope, I kind of hope Kroloff, uh, spoils it. Really? Yeah, I kind of do. I mean. Are you that off fucking Johnny Walker train? No, no, no. I want Johnny Walker to win, but, you know, I kind of like a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, are you off the Johnny Walker train? (laughs) (laughs) You can't even look at me. Look at you, you fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Why, though? Why? (laughs) Nah, but I'm not off the Johnny Walker train at all. I think that everybody loves a comeback story, and that's what we're waiting to see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. Bart Brown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh 
god. Yeah, you and these fucking filters. Alright, moving on. We got Hoinato Moicano taking on Demir Hadzovic. Hadzovic. Um, I think this is a way to get Moicano back into the top 10. I'm thinking uh, Moicano takes this second round TKO. Yeah, um, this is such a weird matchup for me. I don't, I don't know. Like, I was confused like about it, but I was like, maybe they're just hoping that Moicano wins. Um, I went with not the Moicano winning by a decision. Okay, Moicano decision. I feel like this is going to be an awkward matchup. I really do. Yeah, this is definitely going to be. Uh, a, a weird one. Um, Moicano was a hype train that got derailed, but hopefully he can start coming back. Yeah, I mean, Jose Aldo uh, beat him pretty good. Well, a, a couple people beat him pretty good. Yeah. I think, but it started um, with it started yeah, with Aldo. Was that a I said it started with Aldo. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Let's move on to the co-main event, right? We got yeah, uh, Damian Maya taking on Gilbert Burns. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. What do you think about this one? I think that me and you are going to be very different opinions because of, of, based off what I heard you say earlier. Um, you were surprised that Maya is the underdog here. Yeah, I am surprised. But he's the one that's going off of like talking about retirement, uh, and Burns is newly to one seventy. He's super energetic and super uh, on fire right now. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, I I get so. that. I totally get that. But um, Damian Maya does have experience, and I think he's just has he has the way better jujitsu. I mean, that's just. That's just like not even up for debate. So I'm I'm taking Maya second round submission. That's what I'm doing. Does Maya have better jujitsu than everybody? Colby. Yeah. Yeah. Does Maya have better jujitsu than um? Who? Uh, Usman. Yeah, but the wrestling would cancel it out. It'd be harder. It'd be harder for him. I'm just saying that you don't. Just because you have a a really good one doesn't mean that you know people can't. Um, what people can just people can defend enough. Yeah. And, like basically, what I'm saying is Gilbert Burns. Maybe he has enough in his in his in his skills to defend against anything Maya can send. And he's still well-rounded enough to where he can implement his will with the other aspects of MMA. So, um, I don't know Gilbert Burns that well. I know he's new to 170. I know he's uh, he has a big gas tank. Um, what do you... Is he more of a striker or is he more of a grappler? What I think that he's... I think he's both, man. I think he's just... I think he's, a, I think he's MMA, dude. You know what I mean? He's he's part of the, like kind of like the new school attitude, like just do everything. So he's a well balanced fighter. Yeah, I, he definitely likes grappling, and he definitely likes striking. 
Okay. I mean, he might he might be more of a grappler, but he's definitely not no slouching the striking. So do you think he would be scared to go to the ground with Maya, or would do you think? No, he not would... at all. I think he would embrace it. Really? I think that's why Ma- I think that's why Maya took this fight. Oh, okay. Because because when Burns, when when Maya and and, and uh, Ben Askren fought, yeah, and they said it was for the best grappler. Burns was one of the first ones on like Twitter and all that saying like, "Best grappler, like y'all ain't fought me." So, hmm. you know what I mean? So they might do a grappling match, but either way, I, I got, I got Burns either winning by decision or finish. But I'm not sure. I'm I'm on the fence. Do I think that he's gonna finish him? I'm not sure. I think that he might catch him, and, and finish him. Hmm. But, but you got Gilbert my, Burns for the rec- for the victory. But you're not sure which way yet. Maya is pretty good. He's pretty solid, even with his striking. Uh, his striking offense, yes. Striking defense, no. That needs work. Well, when I say pretty solid, I mean he doesn't get completely fucking starched. No, not unless it's Nate Marquardt. That was like 1932, bro. Oh, not get the fuck rage. out of here. Not, not 32. Get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I'm going to go with decision, man. Okay, okay. Gilbert Burns for a decision. And he might even have one round where he's fighting dude off the whole round. Yeah. All right. Now, who do you got for the main event of the evening where we got Kevin Lee taking on Charles Olive Oil? Oh really? We're going there now, bro. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Charles, Charles Dubronx, Oliveira. Olive oil, what? <laughs> All right, so. So who you got? We already know who I got. You got you got your your newly crowned favorite fighter, Charles uh, Gay Boy Oliveira. Hey, Charles, everybody sleeping on your boy Oliveira. Okay, how you got him winning against Kevin? I Lee? got Dubronx. Second round, rear naked choke. Second round submission. Okay. Rear naked choke. RNC, got it. I got it under there. All right. He's going to take his back and make him his bitch. Okay. Naked choke. <laughs> okay. I got I to finish on this to, as well. Um,. But I think uh, I think Kevin Lee's gonna run. If I was uh, in TriStar, I would say keep to the outside and uh, strike with this guy. I know he's got a little bit of reach, and but he's gonna charge you a lot. So um, try to get work on your takedown defense and work on your knees. And I think he's gonna land a knee in the third round and get a TKO off of it. I got Kevin Lee third round TKO. Okay, so. You're an idiot, and you don't think... I'm, a, that Kevin I'm only Lee's an idiot fight. if it doesn't happen. You don't think Kevin Lee's going to take him down? I hope not. That, would be, that wouldn't be smart by Kevin Lee. Okay. I mean, uh, it, I'm, not, I'm not doubting that Kevin Lee has good wrestling, but it's not great. Oliveira's got great jujitsu. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. Oliveira's got better jujitsu. He beats him on the ground. Eight he out of ten. He looked really good against Gregor Gillespie, but that's Gregor Gillespie, bro. 
Yeah, I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm basing it off of. I'm basing it off of that he was able to implement a game plan when he went to TriStar. And that's okay, what, so that's, that's, what, that's Ke- what I'm trying to say. I think between between all the... If I was Kevin Lee or in Kevin Lee's corner, right? Yeah. I think the best way to succeed in, in this fight is to try to wrestle him. You think? You think wrestling Oliveira is better than striking with him? Yes. Okay. So I think I think I think Oliveira beats him in the stand up, bro. And I and I think that uh Kevin Lee could probably maybe wrestle and keep just like like he was doing with Tony. Remember how he was doing Tony? And he ended up getting he ended up getting triangled. Remember for a while there, he was wrestling him and just staying in guard and kind of beating him and just trying to fight everything that he would throw at him and then beat him up a little bit more and keep beating him and just working and grinding him. Yeah, if he can stay on top, but the thing I that- feel like that's what he's going to try. I'm, I'm saying if there was a way to win this fight for Kevin Lee, that's what I feel like the strategy is going to be. Okay, and that's a good strategy if you can keep on top, but... The thing that the thing that Oliveira does well on the ground is he got really good sweeps and really good uh, chokes. So that's that's where uh, Lee Lee can fight off a choke, but not that long. And he he did tend to give up. And I don't know with his new coaching staff if that has been uh, fixed or not. But he he did give up with the uh, Al Iquanta fight. He did kind of give Look, up when he fought him. Let me say this though, like people people sleep on um, sleep on Charles Oliveira, and and a lot of times people sleep on people that are experts in, in or or very well in others. Like he's got eighteen fucking submission wins and you know in, in his record. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean he he has ass striking. He's got great striking. I didn't say that he didn't. I mean, he's no. Got... I'm saying a lot of people for like they do it like that. Like, oh, he because he has 18 submissions. Oh, he's just a submission guy. Yeah. No, he's not. No. He fuck you up on them feet, bro. Yeah, but he has to. He has to corner you to do it. He doesn't. He doesn't do well in open space. I think his footwork needs work. But um, if he gets him on the cage in dirty boxing or in a combo in that danger danger ring between the cage and the first line um, where Kevin Lee doesn't have m- very much room to move, I think he can win. But if Kevin Lee gets him in open space and jabs him and moves correctly, he could, he could uh, outpoint him, and I think he could get the knee because I think he would frustrate Oliveira, and Oliveira would go for a takedown. This is what's going to happen. Oliver is gonna catch him in some sort of way, maybe in a clinch thing or something. But hurts, hurts fucking dickweed. Dickweed fucking stumbles <laughs> into the cage and it's kind of like leaning over and shit, like ah, I'm trying to fucking recover. And then Oliver is gonna grab him, get his back, and choke him out, and he's gonna give up because he knows it's over. That, that... Tap tap taparoo. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking crazy. So. Uh, man, that would be nice. That would be nice for you. And God knows you need the points. And so do I. <laughs> After the display of last week, we got to catch up to these fuckers. We can't let them get this belt, man. We can't. Uh, we're, we're, st- we're still in a good place right now. We're still fourth and fifth in the in the competition. Yeah. But we, 
we got to do a better job. Yeah. So, uh, you know, anything else we got going on here? Or? Um, no, I'm just looking forward to this fight coming up, man. What about you? I ain't got nothing yeah, going mean, on. That's it, other than, you know, make sure you check out our YouTube. It's, you know, new videos coming soon. Um, you know, make sure you're checking out whenever I go live on Twitch. I've been going live a lot more lately. Uh, come come have some fun with me, talk to fights, talk all kinds of crazy shit. I'll tell you some weird stories about Ricky. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll have a good time, but, you know, I mean, there's there's nothing else really going on at the moment. So uh, let's give a let's give a shout out to all the participants in uh, Fight Pick Championship uh, before we head out of here. I mean, we got we got Fighting with Myself podcast. His podcast comes out every Monday. Check him out. Uh, he, he does a great podcast. Got a lot of funny shit. And as always, give him a voice or a text uh, message via Twitter or via Anchor. And uh, he loves that forum stuff. Um, Lat B, fuck you, juice. <laughs> fuck you, juice. All right, Lat B. Uh, their podcast comes out on Thursday, and if you like DraftKings and um, the odds, and you're a gambler, that's the fucking podcast for you. And they got some good back and forth with uh, their do chemistry. You, do you like lesbians? Do you like beaners? Well, you, we got a show for you. <laughs> Lesbian and the bee. Lesbo in the bee, not bean. Oh, lesbo in the bean. <laughs> Let be. Where MMA gets silly. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and uh, let's see, who else? We got Dar Smokes or Ray Luma Plata Soup. Do you know when his podcast comes out? I, I can't remember. I think he, like, releases a bunch at once. Oh, okay. Because he, he does, like, conversations with people. Yeah, he does. Uh, he had a nice interview with uh, the commissioner uh of of the houston i think it's houston it's either houston or where is he from kansas city missouri i think yeah, probably probably over that way yeah yeah but he had the athletic commissioner on on his podcast they had a hell of a good good conversation and where the uh the guy was talking about open scoring and all this other stuff it was pretty good pretty good podcast check his ass out um that's uh, Ray Uma Check out his podcast, not his ass. Whatever, motherfucker. Unless you're a weirdo like Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Ray Uma Plata suit, man. Um, and who else we got? We got uh, World Winning Federation or Alpha. He's a Twitch streamer. He comes on every Thursday. Check him out at uh, Check him out on Bath uh, Babyface and the Heel. That show about AEW wrestling. We have a hell of a time on there. I'm on there. Alpha's on there and Backlog's on there. Check us out every Thursday. Hell yeah. Um, and he has his own Twitch streaming, World Winning Federation. I mean, he. I don't know if he has a schedule, but I know every Thursday after. Monday Night Brawl. Monday Night Brawl. And uh, every Thursday after after Babyface and the Heel, he's streaming. Check him out. Follow, follow that man on uh, Instagram and Twitter and everything else. It's at world winning federation oh yeah um who else we got who else we got we got um got backlog who's that (laughs) (laughs) yeah the backlog network you know it's backlog time um if you don't know about backlog you don't know shit 
Oh, check him out. He's streaming. He's got, he's got multiple he, stuff going on. He's got Babyface in a heel. He's got uh, Backlog Network Podcast. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. He's on Twitch. I mean, this guy's everywhere. And if uh, you're using Discord, he's on there too. Check him out. Yeah, join join the Discord so you can have plenty of connections to network with. Um, so just because I'm... I'm trying to figure out who all we already said. I'm going to go ahead and look at the list. Okay. Um, well, we can't forget Grampy Back, too. Grampy Back's on there. He's a Twitch streamer. If you like Tekken, and he's he's not too bad of a rapper. <laughs> and he's wants, doing a lot with YouTube. And he's doing a lot with YouTube now, man. Check him out. Do you know his YouTube channel name? Is it Grampy, Grampy Back? Grampy Back. It is Grampy Back. Yeah. Okay, Grampy Back. Um, if, you like, if you like anime... Um, Fun. Like he just he likes making people laugh. That's that's his motto. If he's not making people laugh, he, he's not he's not doing his job. That's what he always says. So yeah. he's all about entertaining everybody. Yeah, and I think that's that that about wraps it up, right? I don't think. And I'm sorry if I missed anybody. No, that's it. I just looked. It's just because we got a couple of uh, duos like me and you. Yeah. Um, almost a Grammy back. Um. Lab B, so it's be Emmanuel and Cheney. Mm-hmm. You know, so and we had a few people drop out too. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't stand the heat. If you can't, if you can't handle the heat, get the fuck out the kitchen, bitch. Mm-hmm. We on a mission <laughs> for this damn belt. Hell yeah. Well, hey, hey I'll, I'll say it. Some people have been doing pretty bad, but for Dark Smokes coming in, coming in late, man, he's catching up pretty quick. Hell yeah, stay in it, stay in it, because you never know what week you're going to blow up. You never know. And I think, I think he just now found out what the rules are. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, with all that being said, I'm Ricky. I'm Buddy. We're out of here. See you. See you.